We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Big ups to Nick Chavez, Ryan Pisner, Christopher Velasquez, Corey Johnson Hoops, Derek Plates, Daniel Gibson, the members of our Patreon. They get the shout-outs producing the show, brother, brother. And shout-out to all the members of the Patreon. And quick announcement, once again, we are doing a big vm merch bundle giveaway we are giving away two shirts and a t-shirt to someone in the ratings and reviews section of itunes take about 60 to 120 seconds that is one or two minutes of your time maybe even less give us a five-star review it helps driving the podcast to the top of the charts it'll mean a lot to me just take some time leave a review while you're downloading and listening and your name is going to be thrown into a hat and maybe you win this vm merch bundle so with that being said today's show it's the people's podcast your questions i answer them the good brother robbie fingers robbie gordon is on end two chopping it up with me and i hope you guys enjoy this one i'll catch you guys next week Mark, my guy. In the flesh. What's good, bro? Thank you for coming through for me last minute. Of course, man. You know, I had a sport. Not not entirely last minute, but close there, to there last. Was some sort of pretense, a little prefacing to, to what this is, but uh, not too much. It's fairly on the fly. 
And supposed to be 10 p.m., but we're clocking it at 8:54, so I think that's that's uh, definitely on the fly. Yeah, and and this time no issues with fucking Zoom like I had last time, bro. I'm trying to solve the Zoom problem for everyone, so stay tuned for that. So give you guys a little backstory: the goat, Robbie Fingers, <laughs> Robbie Gordon, the People's Mark. Uh, very kind to me as always. Shout out to the connect with the good brother Emilio Sparks. Had him on the pod. And uh, you helped set that up. But, dude, we fucking do a Zoom call together. We spend about an hour talking about... I forgot which last dance exactly. What, oh, was uh, it, yeah. Was it three and four? It might have been three and four. I think it was three and four. It was a great combo, too. Oh, man. Just, right? just lo- lo- listen, I- I'm just apologizing to the listeners because we had a great time. And they would have had a great time. But what happened was it just it just went into the ether. And uh, the, the conversation was lost, um, so it was a, it was a one time combo. We had a great combo. Um, it's the I'm lost. Sorry, we lost it, but I'm glad we had it. I think that's the best way to put it, right? It's it's the lost files of EM. It's probably on like some Zoom server overseas that we have no access to, but it exists somewhere. So maybe one day we'll track it down. Bro, the worst thing about that was uh, that that was the first time, or first or second time that I did the Zoom. Because that was like at the start of the quarantine somewhat. But I just never used the Zoom really. I usually always do it the way we're doing it now. But I was, you know, I was following. I was being a follower and following all the new trends that were going on. But yeah, man. Like after you, you end know, the call. You know what I got to say about the, cause it's not just being on podcasts. It's, it's engineering podcasts. It's sort of like you have your routine, right? Whether, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like, it's like playing sports. It, no more Garcia Para checking his uh, batting gloves and un, un, you know undoing them and doing them again or whatever your ritual is before you do what you do, and that's a very obscure for a, a, a New York sports podcast for us to be like referencing Nomar, but um, whatever you do, what you do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So this is I don't know what installment of the People's Podcast. It might be fourteen. It might be fifteen. Guys, I have a lot of your questions here. And we're going to rattle off a couple. Robbie, are you ready? Always. All right, cool. So let's start off with this one. This one's pretty laid back and chill. Butter up everyone, lube everyone up the right way. Mark B. Cool says, top five places to vacation with the boys. Globally? Uh, just if, if you and your group of friends were to put together a trip, wh- what would be the five places you would go to? Give me a little like rapid fire on this one, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say mine. I'm a born and raised New Yorker, but we often choose to be in New York. So if you're not from here, especially get your ass in New York, right? If, 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 if you want somewhere to go, New York is one of them. But if you're from here and you want to get away from here, which, which happens, um, Miami's a must. LA is a must. Amsterdam's a must. Montreal is a must. And then Cartagena is a must. I think that's a good five. Ooh, a little Colombian flavor there. You know how I get when I hear Colombian stuff. It's a it's a it's a wonderful country, and there are many different vibes you could go for. Uh, Medellin's beautiful, Bogota's beautiful, Santa Marta's beautiful. Um, shit, man, like they're, they're, you know, there 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 are so many different experiences to have. So, beautiful country. Um, highly recommend going. I agree with you on Miami. Uh. Las Vegas for sure. 
know what? Let's let's get rid of LA. Let's put Las Vegas there because I wouldn't recommend being in Vegas for more than four days. It gets very dangerous. No, that's 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 a that's sort of a a, a limit for veterans too. You you might want to just dip your toe in the water the first time, um, but you know it's a. It's not for the faint of heart, as my good old friend JR would say. Vegas, Miami for me. I loved Toronto when I went. I also like Montreal. I've been to Montreal. And man, I know you're going to get pretty geeked up about this, but I would say somewhere in like Asia. Like, dude, I'm dying to go to Tokyo, bro. Tokyo's awesome. Highly recommend it. Kyoto's awesome. I wish I spent more time in Osaka when I was there, but no, Japan should be towards the top of everyone's list. Also, if you're just like, if if you guys are just trying to party and have a good time, highly recommend Tel Aviv. Beautiful city. The best way to describe Tel Aviv is like, it's a better Miami. Mm. Well, that's high praise because I love me some Miami. I love me some Miami too. All right. This question comes from Jack Manis. He says, which teams do you think will benefit the most from neutral site games in Orlando for the NBA. I think, all right, so you and I have talked about this way before COVID, way before even Kobe and David Stern passing. Mm-hmm. We've been on the Miami bandwagon for a while. Yep. I I really like the Heat. It, I think they have the deepest bench in the East by far. They could, If they were to win the, the East, I would not be surprised. Um I, I think they're going to do very well in that environment. They're not leaving the state. Now, but I don't think it, any, any of it matters. I mean, these, these guys can play basketball anywhere, but I'd say look out for Miami. And I love the Lakers not having to travel. You know, they have an older roster. They have a lot of guys who, if they just get in the gym and get in the zone, I think it will definitely benefit them. You know, they're going to be more back-to-backs or two and threes. Because there are no travel days, right? So if they're not traveling, they're playing every other day, if not days back-to-back. So uh, I definitely think that benefits Bron and Co. Because, you know, a lighter schedule of traveling. They just go in there and hoop. And that's a scary team if they get their momentum. I think I think the I disagree with you on the Heat because I think the Heat benefit a lot by playing in Miami, that Miami flu. You're in Miami, you're in South Beach for four or five days, playing between games three and four. That's fair. You're going to get distracted. They actually, Robbie, they, actually, they have one of the best home court advantages in NBA playoff history. A lot of that is because of that reason, too. But, but you know, if you're a home player, you're not immune to the allure of Miami either. I mean, it's a great, you know, you're going to live your best life in Miami as an NBA player. No, I know. I, I don't think the, the Heat benefit from this, but I'm saying like they have a big advantage because those teams coming in, they're not in, always in Miami. So you're there for if, four if days. If I was on the Heat, it, I, I wouldn't feel disadvantaged by this. I'd just be sad I wasn't in Miami because I'd much rather be in Miami than Orlando. Fair point. Fair point. I hear you on that. What would be your dream UFC main event fight card? Top three fights from Tony Van Loon. I mean, <laughs> fancy, we're fancy booking, right? This is yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you want to cross, uh, cross weight divisions too, by all means. Well, okay. So my first two are going to be very conventional, right? But they're going to be good ones. 
and they're going to be very on brand. Top of my card, main event, Cormier Lesnar. I'm doing it. Mm. You have to. He goes over Stipe, then you bring Lesnar in. Because, like, enough's enough, right? No yeah. one actually retires in the sport. And it's it's the match everyone wants, right? And we want it. You got to do the rubber match at Mania, right? So you do it one time in UFC, generate the buzz, <laughs> and then you have these guys, you have Lesnar or you have Lesnar win the title, and then you have Cormier win the Rumble, and then you do it again at Mania, and it's great. Like that, that's just that's the perfect story to be told, right? And then Cormier uh, goes off in the sunset. WWE announcing team, you know, like everyone lives the dream. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, second match, from the, second from the top. Co-main event, right? I'm going McGregor Diaz three. Mm. I want to see it. Love it. And I, you know, listen. I don't. I don't care who closes that show. You could argue for either. Like you could legitimately argue for either, but that's absolutely a co-main event. Um, and the third main event I would have would be a mixed tag match, right? Look at this, innovative. Innovative. First of all, no tag matches in UFC. It's kind of bullshit. But you do a mixed tag match, right? You get to the corner, you tag out, and then if not, you know, the heel team, you got the same five count. Just apply pro wrestling tag team rules to the octagon, right? (laughs) And my only caveat would bring, you have to have Nunes in there because she's the GOAT. Right. Male or female, she's the GOAT. I don't think, like, you could argue anyone else for any other position in UFC and MMA but you, no one can say they've been more dominant or had a better track record that's very fair and I agree with you on that when it comes to Nunez for sure so I look you, you got your your showstopper main event your showstopper co-main event and then you have a gimmicked out mixed tag match of the best in the world I'm gonna go a little different I I love the idea of McGregor Diaz, but I'm not going to pick that. The co-main and the main event that you picked is going to feature guys that I got too. So I would go on one card. Now think about this. On one card, you get Habib and Gaethje, main uh, headliner. Co-main is McGregor Tony on the same card, right? And you're going to have the battle between like, is Connor bigger than the title? Do you have him on top? You have the title co-main eventing, and then you do Jones and Cormier three at heavyweight as like the third fight. And again, like you said, whoever closes the show is going to be a show closer, regardless. Yeah, you could you could argue for all three. Um, and shit, I'm ordering that pay per view if you make that happen. <laughs> I don't think there's a price they could put on that. Like under 150 bucks, that I wouldn't pay for that. There, neither of us made an economically possible pay per view, but that's the beauty of dream booking, right? Yeah, you, you gotta love the fantasy booking, brother, brother. Uh, all right, yo, this is another one that's right up your alley, or our, our our alley as wrestling fans. This one comes from Rune. He says. What were your thoughts on the way Ronda Rousey approached her falling out with the wrestling world? No one actually falls out. Um, it, it sort of didn't make wrestling look bad. It made her look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was I thought what she did when she came in was great stuff. It's really tricky, right? So, like, pro wrestling is pro wrestling is pro wrestling. We know what pro wrestling is. 
people, it's common knowledge at this point, right? Previously, it wasn't common knowledge. Now it's common knowledge. People who know it's common knowledge and then still choose to watch it know the actualities of the premise of the business. Now, she didn't expose anything. All she did was state the obvious and, like, do, you know, it just, just nothing about it. Like, it doesn't help her look good. It doesn't help the business look good. It's just silly. Mm. So, but case in point, if everyone who is uh, watching pro wrestling knows what pro wrestling is, then for her to go about saying all the things she said, the only people who are going to care are the people who care about her. Yeah, I also, I also think that it comes, us as actual wrestling fans, we know that a lot of times we get worked. And I do think that there's a lot of that behind that, too. You also can't discredit what she did for the women's division and for women's wrestling. Because no, they definitely I, I, don't headline WrestleMania if it's not for her. For as hot as Becky Lynch got, great girl, good luck on uh, future motherhood coming your way. But We dude, got engaged the same day. Did you really? Yeah, That's they lit. stole my thunder. I, I got engaged, and then I look on Twitter, and then Seth Rollins and uh, Becky Lynch got engaged. Oh, how could they do that to the people's mark? But, dude, that's how I feel about Ronda Rousey, man. And, look, I am a little biased because I know her, and I've met her, and she's been an angel to me. But I just think a lot of it is being worked, and also a lot of it is just that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to wrestling. I wouldn't look too much into that personally. She's either doing this to be contrarian and, you know, rile people up and it's, you know, it's a cheap way to do it, but it's a way to do it. Next one I got. How do you think the NFL and sports world in general will be impacted by the coronavirus and the BLM movement in the future years? This one comes from Sean Rush. I'll lead this one off. I think I'm fascinated to see what sports are going to look like with no fans in the arenas and the stadiums more so if like dude imagine if alabama can't put a hundred thousand people in their stadium on saturdays like that's gonna be a crazy ass visual they're already doing it in the ufc where they're they're performing and they're doing their sport in front of nobody i've actually liked it robbie how have you felt about just the ufc with no audience for ufc what i've also loved is we've been watching some korean baseball and one, or, one stadium was using uh, stuffed animals in the crowd. The other one used cardboard standouts of their uh, different mascots in the league. So I thought that was uh, you know a, a fun workaround. Um, there are companies that are looking to put virtual crowds during soccer games. So, you know, everyone's sort of looking for a solution. Um, I, I think it, these are definitely unprecedented times. I think it's fascinating. But at the same time, you know, for for football, you lose home field advantage, right? The the, the crowd gets loud when you're, you're, the home team's on defense, so the guys can't hear the play calling. And, you know, that aspect being gone, especially in certain stadiums where they have specific chants or they have, like, specific rituals, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a completely different atmosphere. So... Uh, you know, sports will be different. Will sports happening without us in order to save most of us be the right thing to do? I say absolutely. Yeah, it's better than not having it at all. Uh, I right. wouldn't mind no fans in the audience. And as, as far as the BLM movements goes, I think you're seeing that being taken 
way more serious this go around than the first go around with the Colin Kaepernick stuff because now a lot of the players are not afraid to speak up. I don't know if you saw that one report, dude, how a very high up NFL executive said that the NFL started taking it more serious when Pat Mahomes was in that video that those players did. Did you catch yeah. that? I mean, you know, there were, it wasn't just him. There were many stars in it, but... But that's 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 the that that's the John Cena of the NFL, right? Like that's the golden goose of the league. He's one of the youngest players in the league too. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. I I already have a hot take that he's the best quarterback I've ever seen, and he's gonna be just as good as he is today, a decade from now plus. And there, yeah, you know, obviously, God forbid the dude gets hurt or some shit, but he's. He's the next guy. He's the next guy up in the league. They've passed the baton to him. And if you're the face of the NFL and you're taking a stand like that, of course they're going to get behind you. it's powerful that he uses his voice for this too because, like, he could have sat back. He's on his honeymoon with, with, with uh, you know. Championship. Championship. You know, he, he brought it all together. He had a spectacular season and capped it off. And we hit our parlays. It was a beautiful night, you know. Um, <laughs> we did. But, we but, did. You know, the thing about it is, like, he could have just sat there and enjoyed that, and he's a younger guy, but he said, no, I'm going to use my voice. I have all the leverage in the world. The league needs me more than I need the league, right? If yeah. he decided, like, I'm not going to play football until things are right, <laughs> you'd see things move very quickly. Oh, yeah. You know, much of this was saving face because everyone except my New York Knicks understood that what you do right now is, is crucially important. You know, you have to have the right optics. People are not going to take a half-assed response to things seriously, right? But it's not a marketing thing even. It's about humanity. And if if the people in charge of this league don't respect the humanity associated with this, and they've not done it until this point, and then now, four years later, we're finally having these conversations when... This easily could have, you know, we could have had these conversations. And Colin Kaepernick easily could have been employed this entire time. Like, it, it just, the entirety of it is sort of deplorable. So I'm just sort of like, you know, what's the NFL going to do next? It's up to them to do the right thing. That That's my main response to that. They've been royally fucking up, and they've done so over years. And now, you know, there's an opportunity to do something great. Do I have expectations for them to do the right thing? Probably not, right. but, you know, I'll be hopeful, I'll see what they do, and we'll take it from there. Um, unfortunately, the GM of my favorite team is a gentleman by the last name of Gettleman, and I'm not going to enjoy football personally for a long time. No, I think um, th- there's a lot there that I, I want to, you know, chime in on. It, there's more. There's more big-name players involved, right? I had a conversation with someone through DM, and they're like, Hey, what do you think happens if Pat Mahomes takes a knee? Do you think the Chiefs cut him? I go, I don't think they'll cut him. But I'll tell you this. If they were to cut him, he'll be signed within three and a half minutes of Adam Schefter reporting that he got released by the Chiefs. And all these players, there was an article in the New York Post about Saquon Barkley's going to kneel. And it's like, yeah, dude, these guys are using their platform to take a stand and to voice themselves. And it's not just... It's not just enough for them to just be athletes anymore. They have that platform, and 
rightfully so. They're entitled to let their voices be heard. And you had a lot of big names. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, uh, Saquon, like I mentioned, Mahomes, like we mentioned. So I don't think much is going to happen. And one thing on that, since you brought it up, because, like, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, right, the guy who was the – Chris Jackson, the guy who was the original Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. The guy, if you watch his NBA highlights or his LSU highlights, you're like, how was this guy not a bigger star? And then you find out that he protested the anthem and he basically got blackballed by the NBA in the 90s. So, like, like you know, these conversations have been had and they've been suppressed. And they've been suppressed in the sense of if you speak out, your career is going to be ruined. So, it, like, the fundamental issues go so deep and there are many uncomfortable conversations people are going to have to have about sports. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That is one word Blue Wire. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Cocoon Burns? What are your top three athletes you would love to see in a different jersey? Ooh. So, guys, he has some more to it. Guys that are playing for one team that you would love to see play for another team, basically. Team? Okay. Are we, we're just switching teams. We're not switching sports. Um. All right. Let's do this. So, he asked for three. Give me two that you would just switch teams and then give me a cross-sport athlete. Well... I mean, I've been waiting to see LeBron James as a Nick for over 10 years now. (laughs) Facts. Turn that up, bro. I'm getting impatient. Did you see the report today? Damian Lillard apparently was like, oh, I was looking at the Knicks four years ago. And it's like, dude. You know what my my least favorite thing is? It's like, oh, my favorite arena to play in is the Garden. It's like, okay, so by being on the Blazers, you play there exactly once per year. Yeah. And I've seen Dame at the Garden. And. And, and it was like a typical Dame and, and CJ each had like 30 or 29. They each had like 7 and 5. It was just like textbook backcourt ass kicking. And, and it's like, oh, yeah, you love playing here. So you chose to be on a team where you play here the least amount of times possible. So I'm just like, listen, like just say I would really just wish for a star player to say, fuck James Dolan. That's the reason why none of us are ever playing for the Knicks. Like, like, l- let me hear that. Don't tell me the guard's your favorite place to play and you are on a team where you play there the least amount of times possible. Like, at least transfer to the East Coast or something, you know? Like, so it goes, like, oh, yeah. Like, if someone's signed with the Nets, like, yeah, I love playing at the Garden, but I hate Dolan, so I don't play here, like, three times a year. That would make me feel a lot better than telling me that it's your favorite place to play and that you're staying on the West Coast. Everybody wants to play for New York and only Carmelo came. It's time to give that man his flowers. Wait, and Amari. Don't undermine Amari. Well, Amari, Amari, hold on, hold on, though. To be fair, there were no other offers for Amari Stoudemire, too. And then they just threw 100. No, he was a wanted commodity. I mean, like, 
Maybe uh, not the, the dollar amount the Knicks gave him, but he was like summer 2010. That that free agency class. It's an all timer for sure, without a doubt. I'm not disagreeing this day, there. And like this is a hot take, but yeah, Wade, LeBron, Bosh, blah blah blah. LeBron operates best when he's surrounded by three point shooters. If you put LeBron on a New York team where he's playing a point forward, pick and roll with prime Amari Stoudemire, Wilson Chandler and Danilo Gallinari on the wings, and then you either slot in like a Mozgov or a Ray Felton, depending if you want to go big or small. That is a squad. Yeah, and they, have, and they had D'Antoni back then too. That was a big appeal right. to bringing him so, to... So if LeBron could run and gun be this point forward he is in L.A. at the age of 35 or 36 and, like, do that in New York, in, like, think of Miami era Braun in New York. I, I think about this way too often, but it's just... It's the life of a Knicks fan, bro. I feel you. But, I mean, I think, like, and, and, and I, listen, you could tweet at me if you think I'm wrong. If you put LeBron on that Knicks squad, they have a better outcome than the Heatles did. Well, how so? That first year or, or that run? Because, dude, they went to the finals every year, a lot of yeah. it because of LeBron, and they won two it's titles. Hard, it's hard to top that. It's, yeah. like, I'll, admittedly, it's hard to top that, but I, I think LeBron's game suffered in Miami. Like, his, you know, he didn't get to put up the ungodly numbers he should have put up. Well, he had other players, too, to carry the load, which I think is very important, right? Like, he didn't need to do all that crazy shit because he had Wade and he had Bosh. And you had a lot of role pieces around them that was pretty productive. But if you give me prime LeBron, because he's still putting up the same numbers now. He's putting up better assist numbers. A guy a guy in his 17th season is putting up 26, 10, and 7 or whatever. Yeah. That's absurd. It is. Yeah, it is. I got to so see. If, I got if to he was in his prime and not... Like, if he didn't have another top five scorer and another 20 and 10 guy on his team, he'd be able to play his game, facilitate, score at will. Also, do it in New York where it, I don't know his career averages there, but it, it, it's it's higher than his normal average. So, if he got to play there 40-something times a night, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, if he got to play there 41 times a year plus playoffs, it's just the biggest what if to me is just LeBron at the guard. A guy I would want to see change jerseys is Larry Fitzgerald. I would like to see him on a team like Green Bay. Put Larry Fitzgerald opposite of Devontae Adams. I've given this some thought for a long time when I saw this question. I cheated a little bit, Robbie, because I haven't showed you these questions. But from Why not Tampa Bay? Ah, because they got weapons there. They got weapons there. I know, but what if, what if he was next to other weapons? That's something he's never experienced. Right. Right. This year he will because they got D-Hop. They got my boy Christian Kirk. I love Kyler Murray. He was 50-1 to one to win MVP. Now he's 16-1. to one. I'm a little sick about that. But I do like – I'm a little – Just double down. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about the Cardinals. The only – my biggest worry is that their division is really, really good. But with Larry Fitzgerald, you put him on a team like Green Bay, dude, opposite of Devontae Adams, a, a true slot wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, I think that would be something that I would be really, really – really all in on Green Bay. I, I still think Green Bay needs another wide receiver to complement Devontae Adams. Give me one more player you would want to see switch switch teams. 
Shit, I just... Get, yeah, bring Mike Trout to the Mets. Just let me get one parade. <laughs> bring the greatest right-handed baseball player of all time to the Mets. How about that? Fair enough. That's my take. I like that. I like that. I won't disagree as a Mets fan myself. All right, last one right here. Top five video games of all time. This one comes from Ryan Piz. All right. If you don't uh, say any GTA, I am immediately hanging up the phone. Well, I just beat GTA 5 yesterday. Um... I'm going to say San Andreas first. Nice. Um, but I'm going to be a little nostalgic because, like, I feel like a top five is a personal list. It's not. It is. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 what's your personal list? Objectively best video games, and I played some objectively best video games that I thought were like, all right, that was cool, but I had more fun playing shittier games. So, but like, I could respect the art of it. And you know, today we saw the PS5 launch, and there was some magnificent stuff. Like, there's that one. The most gorgeous looking game was in Tokyo, and you're a straight cat, and everyone else is a robot. I have no idea what the game's about, but it just looked beautiful. I was just like, I don't know what that was, but I enjoyed it, and I, I would like to play it. <laughs> but um, for me, I'd say I got San Andreas, GoldenEye is yes, right there. It's yes, I agree with it's you. The first person shooters. Yep. Um, for me, Essentials. It, it's an unsung hero. Smackdown, shut your mouth. I know Here Comes the Pain gets all the praise, or No Mercy gets all the praise, but the wrestling game I put the most hours into was Smackdown, shut your mouth, aka Smackdown 4 on the PS2. Unbelievable game. I put Tony Hawk 2 in there as well. Um, it's it's a perfect video game. You know, I, I, if I were to pick up that game today, it would just be as addicting as it was when I first got it. So I think was that four? What's like another essential game I could I could put on there? What sports games do you play? Do you ever play any sports games that you were into? Oh, I, I well we've been playing two K since two K two. You know, I mean, I, if I were to pick like the essential two K and and two K twenty one looked fantastic in the PS five launch event today. Um, shit, man. I guess eleven was cool because you had the whole Jordan thing. Um, you know. They had a great run. I, I think they got lazy in the past couple of years, but the 2K series, you, you can put that in there if you need a sports game. FIFA's great year over year, um, but again, like not too much changes in the past few years to the point where you need FIFA every year. So, um, yeah, shit. I, yeah, give, me, give me a PS3 era 2K game, and we can round up the top five. Definitely going to agree with you on San Jump Andreas. In its own category, though. And Goldeneye also. Um, man, I love Super Smash Brothers. Me too. Me that, too. That was the, I used to call this thing called Sacrifice, Robbie. I would be on the ledge and I'd swallow you up, pause with Kirby, and then jump out, fucking spit it's him like, out. And then it's like doing a Spanish fly superplex and then like you both just eat shit. <laughs> and then I would just go and save myself. I also loved, I loved this game on PlayStation siphon filter great game the other game i'd mention if i were to take a 2k out because you just pressured me into putting a sports game in uh zelda ocarina of time that's mm. probably definitely in my top five but i was trying not to have two p uh two n64 games so but yeah sure ocarina of times in my top five go modern warfare 2 man that shit oh. 
both modern warfares are in a special place in my heart. I hate top fives. This is why I hate top fives. Yeah, there's so many. That. There's so many. I'm trying to narrow it down, and I've already but, lost. But I got. I gotta say, Fortnite is in a special place because of the innovation of it, the cross-platform battle royale in general. They they did it better than anyone else did. I don't know. We put a lot of hours in that game, so if if they eventually launch this new chapter, we might put more in. I'm on this Warzone hook. Real bad. Warzone is popping. But the last game, I'd say uh, Madden 2008 with Vince Young on the cover, bro. I was so nice at it. I used to run the option. and I was I was a seven-foot wide receiver on the Giants and just, like, cheesing. That was my my player or whatever they called it. Oh, man. Those was good. And I also like NHL 09, bro. That was the first year, I think, when they did the, the OTP online team play. Oh, NHL hits 02 or 03. One of those two games is like my shit. Like the, the nostalgia is crazy right now. Arcade, arcade, yeah. No, I mean, and then you know, if I go further back, like if I were to get an arcade game, I'm getting NBA Jam Tournament Edition. You know, like something like that would be man cave worthy. Guys, people's podcasts, another installment. I appreciate the questions. I like that you guys went a little unconventional asking us some more maybe personal stuff as far as video games and vacation destinations. Uh, Robbie, where can they find you, my guy? I appreciate you coming on. Where, where's the social media? Do we have media? one more question or is that the last one? No, nah, that's it, man. That's all I got. Oh, I thought we had one more. I was, I was prepping to do one more. Um, Robbie Fingers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, right now, I'd like to say I'm running a jersey raffle. I have another Instagram page, RF Jerseys, aka Robbie Fingers Jerseys. The the raffle is for a new with tags signed, authentic Knicks Ennis Cantor jersey. Um, it's a Nike jersey, beautiful jersey. Signature authenticated by Steiner Sports. Basically, I'm auctioning it off. Every single cent of the, the raffle I'm doing goes to charity, um, specifically to the ACLU and the Brooklyn Bail Fund. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm auctioning it off. I'm, I'm doing uh, $10 tickets, 100 tickets, so we're going to raise $1,000 for this. If we do more than that, we might extend the raffle. But, you know, the long and the short of it is... Um, you know, Ennis is someone who's fought for democracy both in his homeland of Turkey and he's fought for it here. So I thought it was a perfect pairing for these causes and everything we're dealing with in these times. And, um, yeah, so I'm doing that. Um, really excited about that. And it's been a great turnout so far. But if this gets turned around quickly, Nick, you know, we could, we could, we could bring it to the people, the people involved. And you can win a really, really cool exclusive jersey and do it for a great cause yeah man i'm definitely gonna give uh a i'm gonna contribute to this as well on behalf of the show uh you always take care of me man anytime i ask for a favor you always come through and i don't take that stuff for granted i like to take pride in things people take for granted so robbie i appreciate you again man as far as i go it's at the lamb show on all social media outlets at veterans minimum on all social media outlets I'm coming for real, taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill, can't let it drop on me spill. Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Got it. 
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.